Welcome to A Court of Swish and Flick, A Court of Thorns and Roses podcast. stars and wish we welcome you to the 21st episode of a court of swish and flick this episode is sponsored by jennifer brookshire thank you jennifer thank Thank you you. i'm megan i'm katie and i'm sarah and today we will be discussing chapter 20 this is a good one guys of a court of thorns and roses it's a good one but it's short yeah anyway there's also some shitty things that happen so yeah yeah Uh, Make sure to follow us on your preferred (laughs) podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like us, then they might, too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Court of Swish and Flick and Twitter at ACOSAF. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash A Court of Swish and Flick. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Facebook group, Discord channel, as well as live recordings once a month. We also have close friends on Instagram for our high fay patrons, and our episodes will come out early for patrons posted the posted to Patreon the weekend before. Thank you all so much for your support. If you would like to send any questions, concerns, or anything else to our email, you can do so at a court of swish and flick at gmail.com. Way to go. Thanks. So the last little blurb from the last chapter was the spring breeze whispered that I didn't want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they have a tense dinner and Tamlin doesn't really speak to Lucian or Feyre. Uh, And then the next day, Feyre doesn't go outside at all. She just goes to her little gallery to go and paint and she kept painting a skeletally thin gray creature with bat ears and giant membranous wings is that how you say that word membranous membranous now i can't think of how to say it membranous i think that's right uh, membranous. I'm gonna go with it because that sounds better than membranous. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's like just like more fluid, but it's fine. Uh, membranous wings. It was roaring and had row after row of fangs. So this, she's painting the adder, um, and like the description that we have of the adder. This is like on the wikia, like the the Akatar wikia. Um. We know that Adder is an evil fairy in the service of Amarantha. Um, And the description, it just says the Adder was a towering figure with large leathery wings, clawed hands, and sharp silver fangs. According to Feyre, it had a voice like shifting sand, low and disembodied. Well, like the way that she paints it is like a perfect description of the Adder, correct? So like I always yeah. thought that was like crazy how she she did not see it, and like the yeah. way that she describes her painting is exactly the same as the way that it's described later on. I was like, huh. she knows things. Yeah, it is me. I literally can't wait to get to the part where she kills him. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> it's.
it's just so badass. I just love. I mean, it's the sad part, but it's good. I typically, um, when doing my rereads, like stop right before that because it makes me really, really sad that they're so betrayed. Yeah. <sighs> I just I hate it. I know. Um, so she finishes, when she finishes that painting, she puts it in the back of the room and persuades Alice to let her help pr- with preparing the fire night food in the kitchen. Um, so Fire Knight is Callan Mai. Callan May. Ka- Why am I having such a hard time with pronunciations already today? Callan May, right? In yeah. my head, I say Callan Mai, but that doesn't mean I'm correct at all. Anyway, Callan Mai. So Farrah didn't see Tamlin or Lucian all day on the day of Fire Night, and the kitchen was empty at dusk. So, like, all the food that they'd been preparing was gone. And then she could hear the sound of drums. So I just wanted to pull up the wiki page for Cal- Callan May. Uh, oh, look, pronounced Callan May. There we go. It spells it out for me. Um, so it's a ceremony held in Prithian, which signals the start of spring. <clears throat> On fire night, various celebrations occur, including lighting bonfires, playing of drums, and the great rite. The crops depend upon the magic and the great rite on fire night. So each high lord must perform the great rite, which can... Okay, so this... I'm confused about that. Yeah, because Reese doesn't do it. Correct. But, again, I said this last episode that the next great rite that we see is literally when her and Reese are in the cabin and they, like, not combine. What? Mm -hmm. That's when they complete they the mating bond is what I wanted to say. Yeah. But I don't, then I'm thinking like, I don't know if there's, if there's like a difference because he's like the, the most, what's the word they say for him? Like the, like he's the strongest, most magical, like high Lord or whatever. He's like the most powerful. That's the word I'm looking for. Most powerful high Lord, like in history. And I don't know yeah. if that has um, an effect on it or not. But um, I, I, I don't know. I went, I just kind of like, I just like went on Google and it pulled up this Reddit thread. Um, the person who brought this little blurb to discuss is called Illustrious Soft 865. Um, but they say I'm rereading Akatar and I have questions it's explained that on fire night all the high lords of Prithian engage in the great right so is Reese there to participate too if so wouldn't he just make a beeline for Feyre which I mean like he kind of he's not there to participate he's there to see Feyre he just doesn't like he's there to see his mate because he knows that she's um, like he can feel like the bond Mm mm-hmm uh, Cause he even says like later on in the second book um, when he's telling her, so in chapter 54 and he like tells like the whole story of like how it all started when he was like, kind of like in her dreams and he could feel mm-hmm. like he's like, it felt different. What? And he didn't know why exactly until like, he realized that she must be over the border, like over the wall. Um, Cause it was like a little bit stronger and he felt her there, and that's why he went. He made the excuse to, that he was spying on Tamlin for Amarantha so he could, like, possibly see her. Yeah. Whoever her might be. Like, he didn't know at this point. Right. 
Um, so then they also say, does he participate every year? If a high lord is mated, does the magic automatically have them go for their mate? And what if they are only married? What about when there's a high lord and a high lady of a court? <laughs> is there like an orgy? I cannot. Please weigh in. So then somebody else replied, um, Cosmic Zed replied, I actually think Callan May is a huge plot hole. It was always said and believed that all the High Lords do it, but it's never mentioned or shown outside of the Spring Court in Tamlin. And then I liked this. Someone else um, said, I honestly think SJM forgot about it. I think she meant to retcon it as a Spring Court only thing, but never actually did. Yes. Okay, so if you're drinking, take a shot because I'm going to talk about Silver Flames. (laughs) 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 Only because... They talk about Gwen. So, like, her grandmother was, like, half a nymph or something like that. No, no. Her grandmother was a nymph, I believe. Like, a river nymph. And then her mom's half, so she's a quarter. And I believe her mom participated in the Great Rite. And it, I I don't think it's explicitly said, like, at the Autumn Court. But it was with an Autumn Court male. Like, that's her father. And she never met her dad. Um, like, her and her sister. So, like, in my understanding, it was... Like, that's what I got from it. But again, it, it, I don't think it explicitly says, like, the great right at, like, the Autumn Court. But it was with an Autumn Court male. So, <clears throat> somebody else said that SJM did confirm that Reese and Pharaoh were at the cabin on Callan May. So, they did participate the following year. And somewhere in the books, it says that High Lords can appoint a representative to do it on their behalf. So presumably somebody was participating in his place the year that Reese was under the mountain. Well, I wonder, too, like if if Amarantha's little stunt had anything changed anything about it. Like I know with we see obviously that um, he's still doing it, but I don't like does it affect like other courts the same? I don't know. But we also do well, we wonder, do see that Lucian the next year like is the one that has to do it for Tamlin because he's not gonna have sex with anyone but Feyre at that point in time, right? I do, I do wonder though. Like a lot of people in here are just kind of like, oh well, it didn't fit the plot, so like clearly it just gets left out. And if it's a yearly thing, like why wasn't it ever mentioned again? But like you've talked about the timeline of the books before and like how slow the timeline goes over the next, like over what is it between like. Uh, Mist and Fury and Wings and Ruin. It's like pretty slow going. Well, right? the, I mean, there's in in the first three books you only see two Kalen Mays. That's it. So the see, first so, one she's with yeah. him, but not with him. Like him being Tamlin. Right. So like this is the first one that we see where they're not together yet. Yeah. Um, but there's like that ooh, like it should have been me, and he's like yeah, it should have been you. And then the next one, she's not even with him anymore, and she's with Reese, and that's when they like complete the mating bond and everything. Yeah. So I bet that like, and also maybe it's just not, I do like what Michelle in discord said, like Tamlin seems to uphold ancient traditions that other courts didn't. Um, so maybe it's just a bigger deal in the spring court. And like, yeah, allegedly like every court participates in the great, right. But maybe it's not necessarily as held to as high of a standard as like, Tamlin holds it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I liked that explanation. Um, I also found this interesting. So, Callan May, there's like Callan Space May, is a celebration in Wales, which is held on May 1st each year. 
Um, celebrations start on the evening before, known as May Eve, with bonfires. As with Callan Gafe or November 1st, the night before is considered uh, a spirit night when spirits are out and about, divination is possible. So, Callan May in Akatar is a possible reference to the celebration because we do know that, like, uh, Prithian seems to be. Um, seems to be like inspired by the UK. So I found that interesting. That's cool. Uh, so continuing in the chapter, Feyre stares out over the property at the doors to the garden and she could see a few fires had started flickering in the distance near the woods, like on the hills leading up to the woods. And she just reminded herself at that moment, like, you're not invited. You're not invited. You're not invited. Like you're not, you're not going out to this. Um, but she could hear and feel like the drum beats that were coming from far away. Yes. So here's my question. Cause she feels like it's drawing her. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's the drums or do you think it's the fact that her mates there? Oh, it's her mate. Yeah, I think it's Reese. Because I think it's described as like almost like a, a string, a string mm-hmm. on her gut, an and invisible that's... string. Right. One may say Taylor <laughs> oh, Allison <God>. Swift. <laughs> Did she write that song about Reese and in favor? Who knows, sure. man? <laughs> or was it her and Joe Alwyn? We will never know. Um, yeah, I totally think that it's Reese. I mean, I'm not doubting that, like, the drum beats are actually happening because she does no, also, like... No, I think like, for sure they're happening. But yeah, I don't think that's what's like pulling that her feeling, there. feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that mm-hmm. feeling, I think, is Reese. Um, so they're coming from far away, like, beyond the garden, past the game park, into the forest. And she describes them as, like, deep and probing. A single beat echoing by... T- echoed by two responding calls. A summoning. That's like where I felt it was like, this is more than just a drum beat, you know, like that. Yeah, to the me first was the time they're reading that, it, like, did it not Reese. think this. And then someone on the internet Same. was like, her mate's there. That's probably what's happening. I was like, you're right. And then yeah. obviously rereading it, knowing who's going to be there, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm yeah. pretty sure. That it, I had already met Reese before it was spoiled. It being, I accidentally spoiled it for myself that he was her mate. Um, I think I had already met him. So at this point in time, I'm like, oh, just some random most beautiful male she's ever seen. <laughs> Dressed in all black. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she also points out that she could, like, she smelled that metallic, tangy smell of magic, um, which I think, like, there was probably a lot of magic going on because of all the different <laughs> fairies that were coming yes. to the area, and Tamlin was scurred. Um, so she takes a step forward, but stops thinking that she should go back in to the house and her shadow I liked how this was described it says her shadow seemed to quote pulse to the beat of the drums so it's almost like you can like visualize the drumming as well as like feeling it it was just like an all encompassing feeling Um, there was a string an invisible string tied to her gut that pulled her toward those hills 
Um, it says, commanding me to go to hear the fairy drums. I might have done just that had Tamlin not appeared from down the hall. It was totes Reesey boy calling her. Reesey? I said Reesey boy in my notes. Uh, and then I said, Tammy boy was shirtless <laughs> and just had his baldric across his chest. He had a sword on him and arrows, and Feyre thinks he looks like the warrior incarnate. Um, Feyre asks him where he's going, and he just, his tone is very flat. He says, it's Callan May, I have to go. And then Feyre asks him what he's going to do there, and he says that as High Lord, he must partake in the Great Rite. And she asks what it is, but he just like snarls and cuts her off and tells her to lock herself in the room and set up a snare as she does. Um, And she then asks why, but then thinks of the adder. And he told her not to come out until morning. So Farah asks if he's going into battle because that's kind of like, it's kind of what it looks like to her. And she can see that the drum beat is literally calling him. Like it looks painful for him to just stand there. Um, And she was going to ask him to reconsider, but he took off running and he was gone within seconds out the door. I think he just can't stand to be in her presence on the night of Callan May. I think he's just kind of like disgusted with himself that he has to do it. Yeah. I mean, I I would be too. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because like you don't have control over it. Like, oh, I I, this just happens. I know, but I think it's well, I think this this particular one is maybe different, but I think before yeah. like you go into it yeah. consensually knowing what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And think, obviously yeah. we see like he can choose not to do it. Um, Cause he makes um, Lucian do Lucian. it next time. And then I think yeah. poor Lucian has to have sex with Ianthe. And we all know how I, I feel about sure that. Does. See you next Tuesday. Um, yeah. So, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Feyre, for once, for now, listens and locks herself <laughs> in her room. What? <laughs> uh, don't worry. It doesn't last long. And she realizes she did it before she ate dinner. And that makes me really sad for her because I would absolutely sneak out and get food. <laughs> you know what's funny? When I was doing my notes for the second half, I was like, oh, she goes to the kitchen and she's eating. And I was like, I don't feel like writing down what she eats. I'm like, Katie will be sad that I didn't do that. <laughs> I want that cookie. <laughs> um, so she's pacing her room. She's looking out at the fires burning in the distance. And she's thinking of Tamlin's voice saying, stay in your chamber. But she describes it as like this wild, wicked voice that's like yeah. weaving in between those drum beats she hears, and it's it's whispering to her, "Go, go see." Okay, go ahead, Sarah. I was gonna say, do you think that's the cauldron? Oh, I was gonna say, like, do you think that it is Reese, like, in her mind? Ooh, like tugging on the bond. But not, no, like, just blindly I, trying to encourage her to come, even though he doesn't know who no, she is. But, like, he I, I knows. think he would have said something. I wonder if it's, like, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to talk about my favorite book for a second. Whilst rereading <laughs> Silver Flames, there's a lot of, like, um, like, what's, uh, not inconveniences, but, like, a lot of coincidences and a lot of things that, like, have to happen right. And I think this is a, the same with this book as well. And I wonder how many things that the cauldron is putting into place to make it 
go the way it's supposed to go. Like almost like fate. Um, okay. Like how really all of it, like Feyre killing the wolf that was really a fey, blah, 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 whatever. And like stuff with like Nesta and just, it's just interesting. And like Nesta hears a voice too. And in her, like some of her chapters, like obviously it's the flames, but like, I just wonder, like, is it the cauldron talking to them and kind of pulling their strings a little bit? Like, cause I always say like, uh, the cauldron and then like the mother, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm typing in our Discord that we need a count on how many <laughs> times each episode Sarah mentions uh, Solar Flames because it's the best. Um, okay, so this voice is whispering to her, and by 10 o'clock, she can't stand it anymore, and she decides to follow the drums. So she sneaks outside. There's like smoke and magic all in the air. She can like taste that tang again. Okay. Do you think it tastes like tang? uh, I hope so. I think she'd enjoy it more if it did. You really can taste that on the air, though. Like, when you would scoop it out of there, it'd be like... You could just taste it. That's how I feel about (laughs) Starbucks's mocha sauce when we're making it. Because it's a powder. Same with, like, hot cocoa stuff. smell chocolate Mm -hmm. in the air. Um, So she decided to go out there just hidden under a cloak. And there's, like, hundreds of high fae milling about. This is brave of her. Like, I know that none of them pay attention to her, but she doesn't know that before this. And, like, she thinks, well, I don't know if she does anymore, but she grew up thinking, like, fae are just going to hunt you down and kill you, pretty much. Um, so she's wondering, like, where did they all come from? Where did they live? If they live in the spring court, like, and not in the manor, like, where did they come from? Where do they go? Yeah. Where do they come from? <laughs> and Feyre's like trying to focus on their features, but it's just this blur of color. And she notices if she looks out of like her periffs, she can see a little clearer. Her periffs. <laughs> <laughs> and then she realizes, oh, I have a glamour put on me. So I can see anyone Does she know she has a glamour? Clearly. She guesses that she does. Because like rereading this, I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I never realize she can't really see all of this stuff because right, like yeah, everyone's she has like glamour on her like yeah, i never realized like shadowy that. and color yeah she she even says like i real a glamour was put on me hmm. and she comments that she would have been mad about it if those drums weren't like echoing inside of her and like that voice wasn't talking to her she's got she's got business to take care of she's got to meet her future <laughs> mate hubby whatever baby daddy yeah <laughs> Uh, so she gets off her horse and she stays close. She's still hidden by her hood. And she's thinking, like, I hope the smoke and, like, the scent of all these different high fae mask my human smell. But she's got two knives on her just in case because Feyre never goes anywhere without some sort of weapon if she can help it. Um, so she does tie her horse to a tree. And she's, like, following these fairies that are, like, flocking to this trench between these two big hills. Um, I'm just going to read a quote from the book savoring the pulsing beat of the drums as it resonated through the earth and into the soles of my feet I just like how SJM describes stuff sometimes it's always very pretty yeah and like still no one's looking in her direction so she enters this hollow at one end there's a cave and you can kind of see inside of it a little bit there's like the start of a pelt covered floor ooh fancy 
Um, and the outside is like decorated with flowers and branches and leaves. And someone in the chat said, um, Distant Rose said she remembers that later in Reese's story, he comments that he knew the place that he was seeing in his dreams about Pharaoh. He knew it was the spring court because of how the preparations looked. Yeah, he could see that was a fires. big deal. Yeah. So that, that was neat. Um, so she enters the hollow. Oh, wait, I already said that. So she figures out um, <laughs> whatever's going to happen is going to happen in that cave. And like all of these fairies are lined on both sides of this long path that lead to it. And they're all swaying and moving to the rhythm of the drum. And this beat just like sounded in her stomach. I get like, I think this movie really messed me up. I'm getting like slight midsummer vibes and I don't like it. <laughs> I've actually, never I'm seen fine. it. Don't I have PTSD from that movie. Don't, don't watch and if you do, things, just prepare so. yourself. It's, I don't like it. It's just it's gory, disturbing. Yes, it's like it's, it's not like a typical horror film. It's just disturbing. I've I've read all the things that happened <laughs> <laughs> in true Sarah fashion. <laughs> right, I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, so Farah's wondering, like, I was banned from this. Like, she's looking around. Nothing's, like, seems that much of interest. No one has looked at her twice. Like, to her, it kind of just looks like this gathering. And no one's even paying attention to her. So, like, what danger is she in? I wonder if it was more so him. Like, I get, like, what's about to happen is fucked up. Not her meeting Reese, but the other part. Yeah. But I wonder, too, if, like, he knew. Like, you see in the next chapter how he's, like... um, I could smell you when I was trying to find you. You weren't there. If he wanted to really, cause like she wouldn't have been affected by the magic like everyone else would be. And like, she doesn't know like what, um, what's about to happen. Cause one, they didn't tell her, um, that like in the back of his mind, like he might like think like it's going really well. And like, obviously like they're attracted to each other. And so he wouldn't want to go into like having like their first time having sex one being in front of all of these people. Um, right. And she might not be comfortable with that. Cause that's, that's really, if you want to do that more power to you, that's a conversation you should have before that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and maybe when you're not like high off of magic and again, like favor doesn't seem like she's being affected by it. Like everyone else is probably cause she's not Faye. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and she, so he probably is like trying to protect her thinking like I know what's going to happen I don't want her first time one being in front of people and being around all of these people and knowing that I can't really can he already has poor self-control anyways with his emotions and his like beastly form and he doesn't want like because he says she says it was like he's like I would have been gentle with you but like would he been able to been able to do that right you know who knows Going into this would be like a, you need a full on conversation, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's not just like ooh we're alone in your room. There's hundreds of people, <laughs> you yeah. know, no big deal. You should have just like I feel like that's a conver- if you're gonna have a big old orgy, like have a conversation and everyone should like have enthusiastic consent before going for it, you know. Yep. Yep, that reminds me of that book I read with Hades and Persephone. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what book are you reading? (laughs) Yeah, I enjoyed the book. I want to read it. It was good. Um, They're not having orgies, though. 
they're just you know in front of people (laughs) there's a difference i don't know if they're having orgies at these things either They no. could be. They I mean, in my uh, truly, in my mind, they are. It makes me think of if you've, if anyone, you've watched True Blood, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, like the first season with like that woman, and she's like trying to get Dionysus or whatever, who's like the god of, I think it's a goddess, but I could be lying, of wine. And like yes. everyone has like all those parties, and everyone's like with everyone else. That's what it yeah. makes me think of. Like <laughs> they're by like the bonfire. Yeah. 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 Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, last thing, she made her way back to the hillside, and she's just working up the courage to ask a lesser fairy. I don't like that they're called that, but that's what they're called. Um, like, what sort of ritual was going to happen when someone grabs her arm? And I don't like this part. It gives me the creeps. Uh, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's hard to write <clears throat> Yeah, notes about. So she's grabbed. There's three fairies. She realizes they don't have masks on. Um, but to her, well, she doesn't at first realize they're fairies, but she's like, they look high fae, but they look different than like Tamlin and Lucian do. Um, Cause they're like tall and skinnier. I think it said, but I'm pretty sure those are the only two high fae that she's ever met are Tamlin and Lucian. And also like, they're not like regular old high fae. Like they're like fancy. I got power <laughs> slash like, one day they're both going to be high lord high fae so like they're a different breed right yeah right um but these people i guess not people these males in front of her um she says they have pitch black depthless depthless eyes um and there's one of the three has their hands on her and he says that he hasn't seen a human woman in a while so she tries to get her arm free and asks what they want but he's got a firm grip Another one of the fairies grabs her hand so she can't reach her knife and they tell her that they just want to have some fire night fun. Sick. So it's clear by their actions um, that they're going to get, they basically like they're going to get laid with or without her consent and Feyre looks around the bonfire but no one is paying attention and no one is bothering to look at them. Yes, Mm -hmm. Megan. Do we know where these fairies are from? Like what court do we ever? Um, I don't think so but reese does talk about them um i'm gonna talk about that in the 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 end of my section okay but i don't think so um so she thinks about like if she'd yell for help um if anyone would actually like come to help her um like with tamlin she doesn't think she'd be that lucky that he'd be there to save her like two times in a row, like once with the Naga and now this, um, which is really sad and a very scary place to be. Um, so it's clear by their actions that they're looking to uh, already said that. <laughs> so she t- tries to take her arm back, but again, they have a firm grip and they're moving her. Um, and she realizes that like how close to the forest that she is and how everyone around her is like unmasked. So she doesn't really recognize anyone. Um, and really like they're trying to get her secluded. So like, it's easier, unfortunately to do what they want to do with her, but she loudly tells them to leave her alone. The one holding her left arm, um, doesn't, doesn't, I think is what I just wrote. And then his eyes, um, are reminding Feyre like of the Naga and how she was thinking when she saw the Naga, like that they were the worst thing that she'd ever encountered until she met these males. So she's literally saying that these males that 
she knows what they want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that they're the worst thing that she's encountered. So um, they tell her that once the rite is performed, they're all going to have some fun, which makes me want to vomit. Calling it a treat to have a human woman there. Mm. Nasty. So she tells them um, that they to get their hands off of her, and she realizes that she's now surrounded by them because she like goes to move back because the one there's one grabbing her left arm, the other one has her hand, and then he's like also touching her like, and she moves back, and then the third one is now behind her back, so she's literally literally surrounded by these males, um, and so they're all touching her, <clears throat> and she's realizing that. Um, like no one is really noticing like that this is happening and she tries to tell them to stop or she tells them to stop and they're trying to move her closer like into the forest and into the darkness and she's trying to fight them and get out of like uh their grip so one of them um oh i think i have this reading yeah i just missed a little thing so this is reading from the book one of them shoved me and i staggered falling out of their grasp The ground welled up beneath me and I reached for my knives, but sturdy hands grasped me under the shoulders before I could draw them or hit the grass. They were strong hands. Sorry, that makes you laugh. (laughs) Strong hands. (laughs) They were strong hands, warm and broad, not at all like the prodding bony fingers of the three fairies who went utterly still as whoever caught me gently set me upright. There you are. I've been looking for you, said a deep, sensual male voice I'd never heard. But I kept my eyes on the three fairies bracing myself for flight as the male behind me stepped to my side and slipped a casual arm around my shoulders. Yo, yo, yo! (laughs) What up, baby? He's here. All is well. Not all is well over the world, but like it's a little bit better, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. So those three fairies, um, she's realized like they've all paled. Their eyes are wide. Um, the mysterious male thanks them for finding Farron, told them to enjoy the right with a bite. <laughs> and oh so they book it, right? So then Farron steps out of the male's arms to like turn in to thank him. And another quote from the book, it says, standing before me was the most beautiful man I'd ever seen. And fun fact, she says the exact same thing. Uh, well, not says that she thinks it. She also didn't say it now, but he can read her mind. So he knows that she thinks that he's the most beautiful man that she's ever seen. <laughs> but the very first time that he takes her to um, his like palace above the Court of Nightmares, she literally says it's the most beautiful place she'd ever seen. Um, so it's like, hmm, fitting. <laughs> Everything about Reese is the most beautiful thing ever. Right. I mean, you know that I'm a Cassian girl. Um, two things. Fun fact. Um, I thought about this when I was reading and doing my notes. That the chapter before, Tamlin tells us all about mates and like his parents are mates and whatever else. Um, and then the next chapter, Feyre meets hers. And it's not you, Tamlin. So go back to the hole that you pulled out of. Thanks. Um, so I wanted to read from Mist and Fury um, about what he did with these males because <laughs> they're horrible, right? Um, and honestly, like I think I've said this before, I love chapter 54 so much, like more than 55, because like I just love hearing like the whole story. Um, yeah. So he talks about how like um, 
He knew what those males were thinking. He calls them piece of those piece of shit picks. P-I-C-T-S. Um, and he wanted to slaughter them then and there, but didn't. And so he's like, I let you walk away. I told myself after you were gone that maybe, maybe the cauldron had been kind and not cruel for letting me see you just once. A gift for what I was enduring. And when you were gone, I found those three picks. I broke into their minds, reshaping their lives, their st- histories, and dragged them before Amarantha. I made them confess, conspiring to find other rebels that night. I made them lie and claim that they hated her. I watched her carve them up while they were still alive, protesting their innocence. I enjoyed it because I knew what they had wanted to do to you and I knew that it would have paled in comparison to what Amarantha would have done if she had found you. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Because he even says like, he didn't know. No. no. Um, he goes, I didn't know that you were with Tamlin, that you were staying at the spring court. Amarantha had sent me the day after the summer solstice because I had been so successful in Kale and May. But fun fact... He destroys them. Yeah. Well, really, Amarantha does. So <laughs> he, sets, he sets her up. Should have just misted them. Uh, I don't know, man. That wouldn't have been as painful. Yeah. I'm trying to. It says he had dreams, flashes of that person, that woman. I treasured them. Um, there was a place, a person who had enough safety to paint flowers on a table. That went on for years until a year ago. I was sleeping next to Amarantha and I jolted awake from this dream. This dream was clearer and brighter. Like the fog had been wiped away. You were dreaming. I was, I was in your dream watching as you had a nightmare about some woman slitting your throat while you were being chased by the bogey. I couldn't reach you, speak to you, but you were seeing our kind. And I realized that the fog had probably been the wall and that you were now in Printhian. I saw you through your dreams and I hoarded the images, sorting through them over and over again trying to place where you were, who you were, but you had such horrible nightmares and the creatures belonged to all courts. I'd wake up with your scent in my nose and it would haunt me all day, every step. But then one night you dreamed of standing amongst green hills, seeing unlit bonfires for Kale and May. He said, I knew there was only one celebration that large. I knew those hills and I knew you'd probably be there. So that's how he knew it was in the spring court. So maybe saying that only one celebration that large. So maybe other courts yeah. just have smaller ones where like maybe the high fae, the high Lords just screwing whoever they want that night. You know what I mean? And that's the magic of the land. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You know, imagine the amount of energy that Feyre and Reese gave <laughs> Prithian the, the night they made it. Dude. Maybe that's why he's just so powerful. They gave a lot back, you know, to give and take. Oh, yeah, yeah. Finally met him. He's here. I'm excited to have met him. What did you guys Same. think the very first time you read this chapter? Did you think anything? I thought he was up to no good. So did I, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was bad. Well, kind of is. I mean, He's up to no it's good in Amaranthus court, you know? That's how we were supposed to think. I'm a sucker to any author. Oh, you want me to think this way? Okay. And I just <laughs> go along. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I've gotten better with TV shows. 
I've gotten really good at Grey's Anatomy. Oh, like, dude, I can guess what's going to happen in an episode. But it still surprises me. It's not like I'm bored. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is going to happen. And then it does. And I'm like, do it. I think like, <laughs> reading books now that I've read so many, like I try to like guess what's going to happen. Like if it's like a mystery of like, and granted, there are times where I just read the end. So I know. But like if someone like Fair. might be betrayed and I was like, well, this is going to be like they're saying this and like this usually happens. So like it'll be a better storyline if that happens. Um, I like try to I feel like overanalyze them. So sometimes it's hard for me to actually sit back and enjoy the book that I'm reading when I'm trying to overanalyze what I'm reading. Chill out, Sherlock. Well, I wish I could turn my brain <laughs> off, but I can't. I know. Uh, I hear you. That's all we got. I know, I know. Well, you can find your hosts all on Instagram. Myself and Meg are at the Petrus family. Tiffany is at Tiffswish underscore flick. And Sarah is at O'Malley with three H's. I also think that the last time that we recorded, Tiffany hadn't had her baby. Yes, she did. She was just on maternity leave. Did she? Yes. Oh, never mind. Because <laughs> I remember talking about <laughs> she had a sweet baby boy. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. You're yes. right. You're right. You know, the days, the months, they're just blending together. He's almost She'll a month old. By the time it. this comes out, he will be a month old. Over. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. He's Tell that child sweet. to slow down already. Okay. I'm excited to meet him. He's a very Same. sweet little boy. Thank you for listening and for your support. We appreciate you so much. Take care and remember, only you can decide what breaks you.